good people of Los Angeles and good people of Atlanta, Georgia. We are coming to you live from room 608 at the great Hyatt Regency in downtown beautiful Atlanta. It's swarthy, but we came down for four nights, three days, two days, one day, a various assemblage of days, of nights, of visits behind some closed doors, in front of some closed doors, and we're going to talk about all that, and that's all very important, and our trip to Atlanta was very important. Unfortunately, while we were down here, we learned of our friend Julio Soriano's very unexpected passing. He was supposed to make it down here with us. Julio was was the outside hooligans and, and led you know that charge in the north end always near us in the TSG part of the of the north end in the section and he was just a a really unique and warm and loving voice and presence in in our lives and uh, we wanted to give all of our thoughts and well wishes to his family and those who knew him even better than we did but we're all very grateful for the honor of having known him in the brief time we did, we're all still in a little bit of a state of shock. We just learned about this yesterday, and the game was today. So forgive us if we're a little uh, slap-handy with our with our ramblings tonight. Uh, but we try to give give a recap of Atlanta, and we and we get into the the whole trip and the rundown. We hope you can hope you can enjoy it uh, for all the shades of the episode that it is. I'm really happy to be back with my people in person, and. Um, for all the people in person you get to be around, I hope you, you enjoy them too. Slam, want to hit him with the warning. There's going to be background noise. We're going to cuss. If you don't want to listen to cussing, stop listening. There's also very vulgar strip club stories, so I'm sorry in advance to anybody that has to listen that to that butterfly part. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a butterfly part. A lot of earmuffs. Uh, ATL, ho. Fuck your couch. We invaded your city. Thanks for the hospitality. We love you. We'll be back and see you in LA, motherfuckers. FCFC. FCFC pod where two scholars, a dickhead, and an artist look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your favorite Korean thicky. It's slim. My voice is kind of gone. It's been a long day. Before I get into all that, sitting to my left is the sexy one, the spicy one, Josh Spice. Slim! Sitting across from me, a very special family member who should probably be on the pod more often. We got Big AC NoHo in the building today. And you hear the crinkling of the rapper of my Haribo gummy bears from the bearded one back from the east. The Dweez. Little did you know that Haribo gummy bears are made in Germany. If you don't believe me, check the back of the package. German engineering goes into there. German engineering. 
their tasty uh, bounciness. Yeah, and I'm not gonna be as loud and shit today because my voice is gone. So yeah, how's before, everybody been? Wait, what's your before we start? What's 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 your favorite? <laughs> how's gu- everybody been? What's your favorite gummy flavor? Your Haribo gummy gummy bear flavor? Um, I mean it's a toss up between the the green and the the white. The white is the the white is the best one. The white is the, the white is the pineapple, yeah. and then the green in Haribo is actually strawberry. Wow, what does that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? <laughs> the green yeah, is strawberry. Yeah, because cherry was red. In what culture is green strawberry? It has a green. Yeah, it has a green hat. Yeah, green hat. Strawberries have a little that green hat, bro. Bullshit, bro. <laughs> Kids like, and grown-ups love it so. That's what it says. I never. Yo, I haven't had a Haribo gummy bear since I was a kid. There's something about it being made in Germany that doesn't make that packaging look as cute as it as it did before. Why? I don't know, man. It's scary now. <laughs> Wasn't it made in Germany? Yeah, I don't know. It actually kind of has German colors. And by the way, we're not joking about this. Please, what if this was the only bag that was right, made? We, we don't have to beg them to go check out a fucking Haribo package. <laughs> Please check out a Haribo bag. Please check it out if you don't believe us. You'll see this on our Instagram. We're coming to you live from room 608 at the... Damn, dude. Yo, you put Soldier Slim on black. They're not gonna, by the time he gets this, he's not going to be in room 608 no more. <laughs> it's our last day, Spice. What? <laughs> Spice, we don't live here. We don't live in this hotel. We have, a, we have another life outside of this experience of constantly eating and uh, drinking. Oh, Lord. And going to strip clubs. Yeah, I feel like we've all we all feel like this trip kind of went by really really fast. Like, who wants to give a rundown of the trip? Oh man, it was a crazy one. We flew in on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I know a couple people flew in on Friday, but Thursday was just disgusting. It was fucking humid as fuck, but everybody was fucking nice. That's the one thing I will say about. Atlanta, man, Southern hospitality is real. I don't think we ran into a single, like, dickhead apart from the match today, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's been great, and it rained like fucking crazy, and Friday was the first, like, real Kickstarter to everything, and I'm gonna just say it was probably one of the most eventful nights, (laughs) to to put it lightly. I know it involved some drinking, some bar hopping, and uh, some 50-year-old-plus uh, strip club adventures. 50-plus made in Germany. Hey, Let's go. weathered me. <laughs> that was wild, man. Weathered. Good callback. That was actually fucking crazy. Like, I I know that, like, we were, like, and shout out to Benny Blanco for this one. He was talking about it on one of the episodes that Dweez wasn't here for. Yeah. Yeah. At, at his spot. And we were, like... There's absolutely no way a place like this exists. <laughs> so I was, like, already, like, all right, like... I kind of want to check it out. It's like one of those things that you just have to see it in person to believe it. And we walk in there, and I'm like already feeling the griminess of the spot. Like walk in where? I see where did where did the you Claremont, walk the Claremont in? Lounge? Claremont Lounge, basement of the Claremont Hotel. Yeah, the- <laughs> tell, tell, tell. So yeah, we walked in, paid the cover. First thing I saw was a merch table, and <laughs> there was a. a, a Woman selling all sorts of shirts. I got one that says, I saw your mama dancing at the Claremont Lounge. Hey. That's fine. When I was there, oh, yeah. we should have caught. I copied it. Tw- best 20 bucks I think I spent. Jeez. Probably better than anything I spent inside. And yeah, next thing you know, I walk in and I'm like, man, this place is kind of weird. I don't know. The vibe's not not there. 
And I look over and I see out of the corner of my eye, Josh Spice, Dweez, Benny Blanco, and a couple of other familiar faces. So I'm like, you know what? I need to go over there. And I make my way over there. It's a little crowded. And we just pull out a bunch of cash. So I'm just like, I don't know what the hell to do. This is my, funny enough, this is actually the first ever strip club I've <laughs> oh, wow. in my life. I'm, I'm not like, I didn't, I mean, after Atlanta, I'm for sure not a strip club guy. But I was like, what a fucking way to start my strip club adventures, right? Yeah. So we pull up to the bar, and Dweez is there. And I'm just like, yo, man, like we're all take a couple shots, buy a couple drinks. And I have a bunch of singles in my hand at this mm -hmm. point. And Peta taps my shoulder. She's like, you might want to just put those away. Like, like you know, like I, I don't know like if you want to dance or something, but like girls will come up to you if you just have your money out like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So... I'm like, all right, you know, put my money away. As soon as I put my money away, this girl comes up to me. She taps me. She's like, yo, baby, you want to dance? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I looked over at Dweez with like the like a, a thousand mile stare. Like, bro, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> and I was just like, no, but Peter wants to dance. She wants to dance. And she's like, all right, bet. And she pulls the chair that was like right by the bar. I wait, think wait, she might have kicked someone no, no, out. No, of the no, chair, so, right? no, no. I have to intervene only because yeah. this is actually a funny part of the story. Uh, she was not. She did not think a chair mattered. Yeah, she was like, "No, I'm doing yeah. the dance right here She's without like, a chair." And I'm like, chair. "And I'm like, wait, 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 no, no, like you should get a chair. Like Peta, like Peta can sit down. It's gonna be great." And so I had to get the boy Aaron to get up out the chair, and I was like, yeah. "Aaron, go. I'm sorry, we need this chair." And she's like, "You don't need the chair. Trust me. I'm gonna do the dance right here." And I'm like, "No." Like, cause this type of this type of place is so packed yeah. that the girls are just doing the dances like on you. Well, that's just Atlanta. Oh, yeah. see, see, and for me, like you're like, no, I need to be seated. Yeah, it's like, where's my you're room? Where's my room? I I ordered a dance, good sir, you're good such madam. An good sir. I've I've ordered a dance. Please clear the clear one the dance, please. <laughs> yeah. No, this is like you get a dance. Fine, drop it right here. You know, and it's just like it goes on. But okay, continue. So so we got Peter so. seated. She sits down, and I mean, I've I've seen like movies with strippers, and I've you know played Grand Theft Auto. I've seen <laughs> I've seen all the e strippers in the world in, in that game. So I was like, you know what? I don't know what the protocol is here, but I'm just gonna pay for the dance, let her have the time of her life, and see what it, what happens. So this girl, she just goes crazy as soon as Peter starts sitting down. She's like motorboating her and like doing all sorts of crazy shit. And Peta's loving it. She's like got the fucking like biggest smile on her face. And but Peta beforehand lets her know, like, hey, this is my first lap dance. And she's like, Alright, baby, I'll make sure you have a good time. As soon as she finishes, she gives Peta a kiss on her cheek and she's like, I hope I did good, honey. Oh. So there's that southern hospitality and even that, at the Claremont Lounge. And that girl became the just the the star of the evening in many ways oh in a lot of ways we we gravitated right after that to a little corner with a, a bunch of d9 folk and uh needless to say the night definitely took a turn for the better once we all got there we um there we probably took over that side of the claremont lounge nobody else was getting strippers there there was a point and this isn't an exaggeration there was a point where they did run out of singles yeah in large part because there was so many dances going on in that corner at the same time yeah but they had to wait for the dancers to count up a bunch of the singles bring them back to the bar and so they could get singles again by the time i got singles mm -hmm. some of those singles were still folded like paper airplanes and other shit because it was crazy no still. so <laughs> let me tell they you didn't about even have time that because dweez touches on a great point that i was like i very few times can I say I'm blown away by things in life now, <laughs> but this was probably one of the craziest things I've seen, and probably the craziest thing I saw in Atlanta. 
So I get my first lap dance, right? And I'm nervous as hell. Like, I was Shut like... fucking boner? No. <laughs> and it's funny because, dude, like... Peter, like, beforehand, I'm not trying to put on a blast. This is just the funny thing she said. She's like, if you get a boner today, it's okay. <laughs> I was just like... I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't think I... Oh, that shit's a fucking trap. Dude, like, I... No, I was just like... I, like, I literally... When the, the, the woman was putting, you know, her chair out to, to like, dance on me and stuff... Put them cheeks out. Oh, we'll get there. So, she, I put my chair in. I'm like, Peter, I just gotta, like, face you while this whole thing is happening. I, I feel weird right now. So, I was like, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna have an open mind about it. It'll be fun. Mm. Bro... I've never seen anything in my life like what this lady did. So she turns around and she like spreads like, uh, this is where the parental advisory of the pod definitely comes come in handy. through. Yeah. Because this woman spread her ass like wide open, dude. And like, I think she was telling me to put the, the bill in her, in her, in her, you know, her asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just like, I don't, for starters, I, I don't know if that's hygienic and like, Second of all, like I don't want you to get like, like a, a pandemic no, going on. Right I now. was just like I don't want you to get like a paper cut if I put it in the wrong way, you know, like sure, sure. I don't want to be like held no, accountable for no. some bad shit happening. You're here, very so. considerate. Yeah, over and then Peter's like yelling at me like put the twenty in there, <laughs> put the twenty in there. I'm like I don't. I was like, ma'am, I, I like literally like tap her over the shoulder. I'm like here's your twenty, and then she's like. She looks at me like, what are you doing? Put it inside. I'm just like, no, I'm not doing that. She folds it into a butterfly, puts it into her, like, asshole, and starts making it fly. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I was so taken aback by it that I was just like, I know nothing that we do for the rest of the trip here will make me... Like, <laughs> will make me just question anything. Like, uh, what is going on right now? And for, so, and for, for the for this, for this purely audio medium, I, I need to comment that Slim is podcasting from his bed right now, and he turned around when he heard butterfly flapping his wings, <laughs> um, and went into child's pose <laughs> on his bed. I just he's currently in, in that pose uh, right now. I'm so <laughs> sad I missed that, dude. Dude, it it was just wait. Was she like an? She like an older? No. Old? So the thing that kind of let me down because I was like, <laughs> you know. Expecting all the women to be over fifty because uh, you know that's sure. just the, the vibe you you get from the Claremont. It's anti boner. It's boner boner resistant. I, I mean, you. hey, different strokes for different folks. Man. Hey, I, you're, I, child, I child, child. you're right. You're right. You're right. I I I definitely do think that there are n- all the women there are definitely not over fifty. There probably there was a variety over, pack. Yeah, you get a bit of everything there, but which I actually think is good. Yeah, perhaps yeah. a Haribo variety pack sponsored. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there, there seriously was. There was different ages, different uh, talents, different. Yeah. I, I want to shout out to one of my favorite moments, which is the Zanny Percocet, Percocet, or Molly Percocet, the little flute rhythm on Feature, that song. Mask off. Uh, as soon as that came on, a nice, I would say, middle-aged woman hopped on stage with a band leading hat and a flute, and she was playing along with the oh, beat. Oh, I saw that. And she yeah, was doing that, and I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting and funny in and of itself. And then she decided to flop up the chest flop. region, slide flop. in the the flute, slide the breast back over, and then she was just solo, dolo, no hands, the flute was flying, mm. and I was very impressed by that. And then she just popped into the splits and just was continuing doing the madness and I, there was just amazingly talented women some of the older women i saw had the biggest grins on their face they were enjoying the hell out of it 
Like, mm-hmm. it was just such a... It was a treat and a lot of joy just all around. Yeah, There's hardly I, any bad vibes in that whole I spot. Will, I will say, like, I think it was just a great experience all around. Like, from the moment we got in till the moment we got out, I don't think there was, like, anybody that was complaining. And no, was it was... First. It was, like, crazy good vibes. So, is that your first strip club, technically? Yeah, dude, that you was... You and PETA. Yeah, both of we just... Ama- like, that's the best first strip club to go to in my life. I was just, like, again, dude, I was blown, blown away... I don't think I'll ever see anything like that in my life again until we come back. But <laughs> it was it was wild, and I think it was a good way to cap off the night because we definitely were like we're going home because nothing's stopping this. So yeah. and we and we started yeah. we all started to dance later on. We were just took it to the floor. yeah. Funny enough, man, we like we're such idiots. We're so from LA. Like we were just giving this dude twenties on twenties. Like play fucking real sisters by Future. I was like, I heard it at a club, like probably on the way there, and I was like, I want to hear real sisters by Future. Like this motherfucker has a sign that says five dollar request. We're giving him like fucking twenties on twenties. Motherfucker yeah. takes like five to six songs to play it, and then he's just like does like the quick edit out. And I was like, yo, fuck this guy. That was probably actually the only shitty part. I was like, this DJ guy, man, he's. But well, we were flying like, at that point. Everyone yeah, was having such a good time. I, I think at one point we were just too fucked up to care, and, and it was great. But, yeah, Saturday night was definitely also quite a different change of pace, I'd say. It well, was, b- before we get to yeah. Saturday, I do just want to talk real quickly about Friday uh, and a drink you ordered me, mm. which was a Red Bull vodka. Yes. This is like, what do you want? I'm like, beer's fine. Turns around, here's a Red Bull vodka. I was like, I haven't had one of those since I was 23 years old. And then he's like, this is Edgar's favorite drink. And I was like, you know what? For Edgar, shout out to EG who couldn't make the trip. EG, I'm going to no. have some of this. I got like maybe three sips in. Sort of kind of kept it to myself as I sipped on my beer. And like 20 minutes later, I come back to AC like super apologetic. I couldn't finish this drink. They say, <laughs> do you want it? And he's like, no problem, Dweez. I got this. And he just started hitting it. So I just want to shout out our boy Edgar because he Edgar, didn't get to make shit, it out Dweez on the trip. finish a drink for you. But uh, I like that you like Red Bull Vodka. I never even knew that about you, Edgar. Next time I see you, I'm going to buy you one. Oh, absolutely. He's going to love that. But, yeah, I, I think this is a good transition point to talk about probably one of the sweetest souls we've met in Atlanta that goes by the name of Miss Tracy. Miss Tracy. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't tell me you forgot about Miss Tracy already. At the Waffle House in downtown. Um, yeah, well, I was already kind of fucking, like, plastered by then. But you just showed up that yeah. morning, Yeah. Right? Well, no, we went the night... I showed up the night before, Friday night at, like, midnight, and then mm-hmm. uh, checked into the hotel by, like, 1.30. Ended up just not sleeping, went to Fado, Fado, I don't know what they call it, the Irish pub. Yeah. Uh, that's like I think the main uh, Manchester United supporters bar in uh, in Atlanta. Uh, so hit that in Midtown. They got like a seventeen dollar uh, bottomless mimosa. So I had like you know like maybe six of those. Um, the shot of Jameson and didn't eat till we linked up for Waffle House. But it was fun to to ride the scooter around town mm-hmm. in the morning when there's no cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They hit Waffle House and you know got. Went hard. We we you know got different ways of getting our hash browns and shit. Mm. Uh, Chopped, screwed, smothered, covered. All them things. Drug rundown. Mm-hmm. I I will say for for people who who've got who know Sam a bit, Sam is naturally I think a, a fairly confident individual. He walks with a certain charisma. <laughs> oh God. But man, Atlanta Slim is something different, bro. You can tell you got the chest out. 
he walk he walking with a swagger. You know, is that it's kind of missing? I think it's like he, he, he he's not like near his uh, Hyundai Sonata anymore. He's, he's free of that yeah, shit, nah, and he's the, out there, bro. I got the perfect quote because he said this in the morning. He's like, "I'm using all of my words for evil right now." <laughs> and it was just the most accurate thing he said because, bro, like. From the moment we walked into the fucking Waffle House line, this man was just saying, like, the wildest shit I think I've ever heard him say. And, like, at one point, I was, like, telling him to buy, like, a fucking full-blown, like, Nipsey Hustle front face shirt. (laughs) And he's just like, nah, man, I don't think I can pull that off right now, man. Maybe if it had some, like, airbrush shit on the bottom and whatnot. But, dude, that Waffle House was something else, man. Like, I, Is it I, the one down here by the rings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we went So we all had there. an experience at that Waffle House. Oh, oh yeah, that was my, your I first time. I had my night. own experience, yeah. 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 But it was crazy because I've never, I mean, obviously this is the first time I've, I think I've ever been to Waffle House. So, I mean, just seeing, like, the service and how everything kind of runs is, is pretty fucking hectic. But our server was, like, probably the most like crazy yet friendly person i think that we ran into that morning and she's she's like she's like probably middle-aged black woman and she was just like telling us about growing up in in the midwest and all that and we had a great convo she's like kind of slinging us iced teas and all that and on the way out slim yells out yeah, when you catch yellow fever, you give me a call. And it's, it's no, she, she said something to me first. Oh, I don't know no, what she said. She's like, oh, like, I will be out there in L.A. soon or something like that. <laughs> and then that, to that, so Sam just responded Slim that. Slim shouted at a public restaurant. He said, when you catch yellow fever, you give me a call. And she had a smile yeah, on her face. Yeah, she We walked out of that door. She I was ready for that <laughs> man, I, I needed know. to take her temperature right then, you know. <laughs> that fever might have been above the line right then. I mean, yeah, Atlanta, man. Atlanta, bro. <laughs> What's it like coming back for you, bro? Um, I mean, it was cool. I didn't get to really uh, see any of my friends out here just because they they all like live up north and everyone like popped out kids and whatnot. But um, you know, like it's always dope coming to Atlanta just because I feel like I got a lot of my what my personality is now from like the the little time I spent in Atlanta when I turned 21 um just seeing how different and like friendly people and I'm sure anyone that came here this trip the biggest culture shock that most of y'all got is you would randomly make eye contact with someone and they would ask you how your day was and start a conversation with you, mm-hmm. right? I'm pretty sure almost everybody had had that we experience. Were, this we trip. were getting wings the first day that we were here, <coughs> and someone we were like by like kind of like a window mm-hmm. view. Someone just waved at us, and I looked at Peter. And I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with that?" <laughs> and I, and then I, I had to stop myself because I was like, "Why do I think that's wrong? Like that's so fucking nice of them to do it." Yeah. So it's like every time, even in the elevators, mm-hmm. like, "Good morning, how's your day been? How's your night?" It, yeah, it's yeah. such a fucking culture shock yeah people are just friendlier out here man and like it just feels better and you kind of realize that like yeah LA people could be assholes sometimes (laughs) but um yeah man it's always dope coming and just getting a little southern hospitality you know like people just walking you from tent to tent I mean we'll we'll get to the tailgate and stuff later but um well it's funny because I feel like east coast when east coast people come to the west coast sometimes they say the same thing like, why are you talking to me? Why are you asking me how I'm doing? Oh, yeah. So I feel like 
the coldest, hardest people are the land of where Josh Pice actually came yep. from on the way here. Biggest assholes people, in the world. Do people mm-hmm. in like New York or Jersey say that t- same type of shit about the South? Like, whoa, people are like way too friendly. Yeah, or, we, we said that about Chicago, which is also like crazy. Yeah, so New York <laughs> is just the icest, coldest. Yeah. Everyone it, outside of there can There's too many fucking heart. people living on top of each other. Like, you don't want to talk to anybody, you know? That's at the end of the day. Like, that's why... Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out! Shout out! Sports. That's that's the only way. It's like you see it. You see a logo. People point. Maybe like even like the big like uh, if you see like a celebrity walking around. Like New Yorkers are very proud of being like fucking grunting and not like acknowledging them. And that's I think why celebrities can kind of hang around New York like longer than they can in L.A. Unless you're in the hills. So there's there's a part of it where it's like, don't bother me because if you're talking to me, there's probably something that you want that's like uh, kind of like nefarious or like you trying to you trying to scam me a little bit. Mm. That that's where it comes from, right? Everyone's everyone has a hustle. They're trying to get something from you. You like hip hop? You like hip hop? Like, yeah. nah, good. Speaking of hustle, Louise, that that Waffle House card trick. Man. Oh yeah, what, what the so, hell is that all about? Y'all can check out uh, Light Skinny on Instagram. Light and Skinny. <laughs> light Skinny. Light so skinny. Light L I G H T Skinny S K I N I. And if you can just just know you're burning your FCFC recommends on light skinny right now. If you're <laughs> oh, I'm not recommending. I'm uh, imploring everyone. I'm imploring. Good, it. thank you, AC. Yeah. AC just put the words in my mouth. I'm imploring that those of you who are curious about who and what the entertainment in Atlanta can be when you're out and about, <laughs> you maybe run into a magician here and there. You maybe run into a freestyler here and there, and you may run into a man of God here or there, right? Who's trying mm-hmm. to preach to you. Very rarely do you get the trifecta mm. of someone who is a magician, man of God, who is rapping to you about both of those things as they do card tricks and make single dollar bills turn into fifty dollar bills. This is Lecrae. Is he a soothsayer? <laughs> is he a soothsayer? Is he is he just pulling me over on? I don't know. But if I am one of these people that got had, there's about twenty other people on the corner there with me, and we're all losing our damn minds because his freestyles were incredible for one. Did you but ask also, if, he, if he was a soothsayer? <laughs> <laughs> but he was also, but he was also just sitting there like looking at me, and then his eyes started like rolling into the back of his oh, head. He's just like, you know, he just starts doing this shit, and his hands are moving automatically, and you're, you know, you're kind of getting caught by surprise from the raps, but you're getting caught by surprise from the cars. He's making one car appear to the top. He's blowing people's minds, and I and I filmed a little bit of it, and I put it on the FCFC <coughs> shit. But no, the whole experience outside of Waffle House out. We were all stunned. I mean, I had I saw this guy whip out a, a cash app thing. Cause he's like, yeah, you know, you can give me a little bit of car, you know, a little bit of cash or something like that. And he's like, oh, I don't have cash. I only have a card. He's like, Whoosh. he like reaches over to the guy's shirt, pulls out a square thing, puts it in his phone. He's like, I take credit card. So he was hitting people on the credit card <laughs> tip. Like he was, people were like, I'll give you twenty five, dog. Like I'll just give you. Like wow. he was just getting money off people. And then the funniest part was at the very end. He was like, but money's the root of all evil. And he starts going off of this whole thing with like, you know, heavy religious vibes. And I was just like, hey, man, thank you. And he like grabbed me and gave me one of the strangest handshakes, hugs, slash things I've ever had. I'm demonstrating a slim right now so that the boys can understand. He like put his, his hand on my arm like this on my forearm. And he looked at me and he was just like, much love unconditional. Oh, he gave you the Hercules shit. And then he oh. turned around, walked over by the Olympic letters, over that over that uh, metal barrier. We like all walked, we're like, what's like that? And then the next 10 seconds later, he was gone. <laughs> and everyone's like, did this fool just this, vanish? This did he just scene. vanish off into like no man's land? And I thought I like, sort of invented him. And then, you know, lo and behold, he really was on Instagram. We really did find him. Mm-hmm. So he, he does exist. And uh, he's been around Atlanta ever since. Our boy Arthur ran into him again today. And I think there were s- several other LAFC people in that video that also got some of the treatment and uh yeah it was very hypno hypnotic hypnosis hypnothesis i don't know it was all over the place but 
that was my <coughs> that was the first thing I experienced after three months in Japan. So that was pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> <Yo, laughs> so that was a trip. Hey, um, a topic of combo is that Dweez, you haven't spoken a lot of English for two and a half, three months. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just get dropped I, back in here. It's been so weird. Regional, regional. I've been dialects. tripping off everything. Though. I mean, Slim and I were just eating pasta, and I was I couldn't even I couldn't even wrap my head around how big the bowl the portion was. I was just mm-hmm. like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, it's like me and my wife's whole family could have eaten out of this pasta bowl, and we had all been full. You know, I, these portions yeah. were insane. <laughs> Like and I was legitimately and I'm still like wait am I tripping or is this bigger than what we think? And what we we've come to the conclusion that like I would have had culture shock in L.A. But had I since I came directly to Atlanta, all that culture shock is like turned up to the max. So mm-hmm. L.A. would have been a nice stopover and I probably could have transitioned a little bit. Yeah. But since I came straight here, it's all been out the window. <laughs> How are you adjusting to the time right now? Are I'm you? still a little off, but better. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, not really. I'm I'm off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all over the place I'm waking up at different hours Man. that's probably why I feel vaguely energetic right now while these three are trying to crash <laughs> oh no I'm not trying to crash I'm Actually, still you like got, you, got, you got good energy right now yeah like I, I think like I'm never the type like even when we went to New York and granted we were only there for like three four days but I didn't even really get like any sort of like jet lag so to speak from that mm-hmm. but it's just like I feel like I'm just wired on like even fucking crazy hours in LA like I'll go to sleep like at three or four in the morning every day yeah, those then, artist hours. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't, I don't think it even really matters where I go. I just, it's like, go here, go here, go here, wake up when you can, get your sleep where you can. And it's like, it's crazy, but I think Atlanta is the perfect city to kind of have that, like, sleep schedule in. Definitely. Yeah, people definitely party till late out here. It was wild. There was a fucking, like, a charger meetup at four in the morning at our fucking, like, uh, Dude, hotel they, they start putting up the barriers in the streets on certain days of the week because people come and do the donuts in the middle and do races and stuff. So they have all sorts of, like, different... Yeah. There's all this, like, different ways you've got to navigate the car at night. Some of our mm-hmm. Lyft drivers are talking about it. And, I've, and I saw it, too. How mm-hmm. At some times of the day, certain areas you can't get to just because they have to try to stem all the crazy meetups. Yeah. For lack of a better word. It's... It's, a, it's definitely a different city. I will say that everyone here has said that they've seen more and more people from Los Angeles within the past year than they've ever seen in their whole life. Like people are moving in? No, just coming to party. Uh, They're like, y'all have been so restricted over there that everybody is coming to Atlanta to yeah, party. Yeah, I heard the same thing. There's like, there, like basically to put it in the way that our first Uber driver in Atlanta said, he's like, you know how many people we can fit in six feet? And he's like, people got to choose between illness or money. We're gonna choose money. So Atlanta, I, from what I've heard from everybody, is not shut down for shit mm-hmm. since the pandemic happened. So it's insane. Like I feel like this is like the one place that's probably not gotten a break over the past year. Yeah, I would I would co-sign that based on what I've heard from people as well. And yet, there's also still a mask mandate, and people were taking it in some ways more seriously than I expected here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think they're. Yeah, their taking it seriously came a lot later, whereas our taking it seriously came early, and now we're just kind of like, fuck, yeah. fuck this. Maybe it's a glimpse yeah. into the future. Like, maybe this is just how it's going to be for a while, which is like, wherever you go, whatever you do, there's going to be some people who are really cautious and careful out in the world, and there's going to be a bunch of people who aren't, and I don't know. It's going to be somewhere in between there. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> weird, like, especially when we went to any strip club, just, like, seeing people, Yeah, like, a lot of people in masks, and uh, that's great, but then it's also, like, you get a bunch also that's, like, it's, like you said, it's just, like, kind of our new normal, in yeah. a way, and, and it's, 
It's weird yeah. to get used to, but I see it. Claremont was the biggest. The biggest part of the culture shock for me at Claremont wasn't the old ladies dancing and the mm-hmm. madness. It was just seeing that many people, maskless yeah. people, up next to each other on the dance floor. When I was like, okay, those are, I'm pretty sure those are strangers. Those strangers are dancing next to each other. Those strangers don't have masks on in this like tiny place. But and that was just like, mm-hmm. I felt like it was 2019 all over again. It was like a, both a nice thing. So I was like, oh, wow, the world's coming back. But also like, Ugh, you know, because yeah. I just came from Japan where everything's, you know, shut down and everyone's wearing masks. I mean, nothing actually, I revert... Nothing's shut down, but everyone's wearing masks, like, everywhere, so. Yeah, I would even say, like, L.A., too, because I, I got hit with it here, too, when we walked into Claremont, or even just, like, walking around town and just seeing a lot of people in businesses, people just not wearing your ma- like their masks, and I was just, like, looking at Peter, like, what? Like, in L.A., it's Even like, the hotel. Yeah. Even here in the hotel. We'll, like, go down the, we'll go down the elevator, and everyone's like, oh, shit, they got masks on, so we better put our Yeah, yeah, I got or, that, too, a couple times, <laughs> You know, and then well. some people kind of just give up on it. One one lady who was, she was being pretty nice, but we were in the elevator earlier, and we all stepped in with our masks on, she's like, it's my it's my birthday, y'all, like, basically, like, I've been it's drinking, sorry, like, basically, like, trying to find a reason to apologize. She felt bad that she wasn't wearing her mask, but she was, you know, had been drinking or whatever, but it's, it's kind of interesting, like, the way people, different people react. The Lyft drivers themselves, sometimes I'm, like, about to get in, and they're not wearing their mask, but then I f- sort of feel like, oh, they're just wearing it because they saw me wearing it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. I wouldn't have worn it, they wouldn't have worn it. Type or, e- or even, like, the whole three-person Uber thing, like, there's some that give a fuck about it and mm-hmm. then there's others that are like nah just come sit in the driver's seat like yeah. or passenger seat like mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's weird out here it's like a hybrid of both both yeah. of those environments but yeah Saturday night man Saturday night do, do you we want, want to dive in or do, do you want, want to take a break let's, let's take a quick break let's take All a quick right. break and we'll get cool. back into it okay break time we don't clap out dude it's been that long <laughs> FCFC pod. This is the part where Josh Spice usually uh, introduces the second segment, but Josh Spice is laying back real nice on a nice little bed back there. He looks relaxed. He looked like he had a bunch of barbecue and he's just had his time in the south. He's had his time in the east eating a lot of deliciousness. I asked Sam to keep the door of our hotel room here open so you guys can hear the little kind of just meandering guitar out there in the background, little jazzy guitar. The cars passing by on the streets. People are still getting after it on a Sunday night. You know what it is. But we went to Magic City. We also went to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And these were big experiences. Josh Spice, your Saturday included as well a happy hour with the good people at Footy Mob. Shout out to Footy Mob. Shout out to the FTC podcast. UTD. Say it one more time. FTC UTD. Shout out Grego. UTD, shout out Grego. We'll try to get a cross pod going with some of these Atlanta folk at some point. Yes, but the, foot, the footy mob people really, really treated us extremely well. Yep. They had they had organized the whole happy hour at a little brewery spot down in the southwest side of the city, yeah. and then we we got to kick it there and eventually made it to Magic City. But how did you guys enjoy your your little Saturday <coughs> evening festivities? Um, you know I. Atlanta strip clubs are are always, you know, something interesting to be at. Um, We saw a lot of upper body strength. 
uh, women uh, swinging from the the ceiling and uh, some lower body strength too, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, them them thigh gaps were doing singing. work. I saw the one that was just swinging by one leg. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like one yeah, leg. Yeah, they they had me throwing money, man. They had me, you know, had to, had to give it up for the uh, acrobatics. Um, you know, my word of advice: if you're trying to to do a strip club thing, like might be difficult if you mob it with like 50 people to an already packed strip club. We may have done that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, it's a lot of logistics. It's like herding cats and all the cats end up in one corner. But um, And all the cats are getting rubbed up on by naked butts. Yeah. And, um, you know, like- shout, shout out Sue. It was for her birthday and, you know, got to celebrate her. Um yeah, man, she's been, she's been looking forward to it for a long time, and it was just dope just to, to be out with everybody. And, and you know, away days are kind of always special because it's just like all the walls and barriers are broken down and just everyone's just there together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was just dope just drinking with the, the fam, um, making it rain, seeing mm-hmm. seeing how awkward, certain, you know, people get around titties sometimes. Seeing and, how, how fucking deviants come yeah, out. Yeah, and, you know, and then you know which wow. motherfuckers have been thirsty all fucking quarantine. You know who you are, motherfuckers. We ain't calling no, out I'm names. Gonna, I'm going to just say FCFC Divi- flops were in there, hey. man. Deviant of the Week award goes to... Adam <laughs> <laughs> Long. Hey, shout, shout out, shout out Sue also for helping to organize the the Footy Mob meetup. I think that's come it comes in a large part to like how friendly she is with people on Twitter and Instagram and how, how like people want to engage with unique soccer culture in the in the states, bro. For people new to this stuff, like it's not every day that a other supporter group throws something for us. Yeah, like this shit's usually like we're in a bar that will. Avoid any physical contact with any supporter group um, of the host city, yeah. but they were nice enough to show us um, kind of where the clubhouse was. Yeah. That I thought we pulled up, and I was like, "Oh, they flexing on us!" Like straight up, I was like, "Damn!" Like the mural out there, yeah, like they know dude, they could. Be I like, was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, straight we, up, we had like free play, and that shit's not even there anymore. Like, yeah, RIP free play. Um, yeah, shout out my guy Alfeo from Footy Mob. He was actually out uh, in LA at the 2019 match and actually stood in our section. Um, and then I kind of didn't remember that he showed me a picture. He was like, yeah, I was with these guys. And it was me doing the fucking West Side <laughs> over my face. Yeah, man, I, I think, you know, it kind of went both ways. Like the few people that did come out uh, in 2019 to the, to the bank uh, really had a good time. And I feel like, you know, like we match people's energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, LAFC people are good at matching people's energy. So if you're going to come at us aggressive, we will come at you equally or more aggressive. You know yeah. what I mean? But if you come at us friendly, yo, it's all open arms. It's all love. Like, it's all respect. And and let's be honest. Like like you said, this is the first time any other club has, you know, like kind of set something up like that for us. And not everybody was cool with it. If anyone's kind of on LAFC Twitter right now, it's kind of lit. <clears throat> Resurgence had something to say about us being uh, at, at their tailgate and popping off smokes. Yeah, that. they said they, they said it. Real, it they person. didn't say shit in person, uh-huh. but uh, they were feeling a little salty, so they made sure they made a little statement on Twitter. And, oh, they um, made a statement. Yeah, they put out a little something, something on Twitter saying like, "Y'all can you know kindly get the fuck out of here." And we oh, uh, really? kindly responded with some receipts and told them to fuck off. It's oh, just like yo, you know, and it's cool. Like I get, I get it. So, yeah. Like you said, this isn't normal. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, bro, if there's a problem, like, we right there. Like, yeah, we came a thousand miles and we right crazy. there. It, we were, it was Luis, Pierce, Pita, I forget, uh, a couple other groups. And we, like, y'all had left by that point. Mm-hmm. We walked right through their entire tailgate, went through their march. Everyone was just like, not saying anything. So, I mean, it's not to just put any shade on anyone. No, if I anything, like, I think that extends the yeah, fact that it's, it's Southern hospitality and people are yeah. super nice. And there's no, there was an, I, I anything think, in person. None of us yeah, got any. Yeah. I think it was just any heat in person. Salty admin or and something. And also, and man. check it out. Yeah. The internet's the fucking internet. Yeah. So yeah. people are going to do whatever they want. We all know that. But at in the LAFC, end of it, internet world. So. At the end of it, like, man, everyone was super dope. Um, you know, guys from uh, Terminus Legion just walking us from 10 to 10 and, like, introducing us to all the leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like, Footy Mob really just holding it down for us, even from, uh, actually, since we were talking about Saturday, we actually had the, the happy hour meetup on Saturday, which yeah. was mm-hmm. great, like, you know, like, we, LAFC obviously showed out, uh, Footy Mob hosted us at, uh, West, I think it was called Wild Heaven, Wild Heaven yeah. Brewery. Brewery, West yeah. End Brewery, something like that, yeah, and, um, yeah, man, just good vibes all around all weekend, and, and, you know, if anything, we just hope that, like, us bringing it out here made it, and, and the interactions we had with each other with the Atlanta United supporters made it for them to be excited to come visit us when, when you know, when the schedule permits. Yeah, and, like, one thing that I noticed is, like, for those people who are either new to away days or kind of newer to LAFC culture, like, our, <coughs> our boy Arthur, he, uh, you know, he's new to soccer culture and all that, and I just watched him, you know, just loving life with so many Atlanta supporters like oh yo man this is the tightest fool of all time like you know just like so enthusiastic because because if you are if you are always got great energy if you are like like you guys say matching energy and stuff if you are like open and stuff this is obviously an away day to really circle on your calendar looking ahead but just in general like yeah you can like learn a lot about a city if you get to talk to a local there you get you know learn a little bit about what they've been going through what they've been up to we talked to like one of the guys that's running the the bvb the the dortmund supporters on saturday and he was just like he lived in korea and played professionally i guess for six years or something like that so he actually wanted to try to link up with you guys but you guys had already balanced it so he was like eager to speak korean i actually had pointed uh him i I pointed him towards you because he was like oh man like I heard there was like a Korean supporter group, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I think they just all bounce right now." <laughs> but yeah. uh, their representatives are still here, but none yeah. of us can speak Korean. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was really cool though. Like, just even to to your point, Dweez, and like, like everyone was su- like super nice that at that point. Everyone was just you know who wasn't like who didn't already know wanted to know about our culture and really just like you know point out that we're while we're in different cities it's like there's a lot of similarities that we have and that's kind of one year apart like yeah there's a lot of you know like things that kind of intertwine with lafc and Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it does feel like Atlanta, at least in supporter culture sense, is like very much a, a sister a sister city for LAFC at least, um, where you can find a lot of things at home. And we we've we've talked about this before on the podcast. Like we've always loved the way that they've embraced you know black culture and hip hop culture and the parts. Oh of the city. yeah, let's talk about their tifo. That was dope. That was so, like you got it. That was fucking dope. Like, as, as soon as it went up, I was like... Was that the first uh, time they used that? I feel like they've been doing Outcast one before. So I got something to say. But that quote is specifically for L.A. and New York. I see, I see. I see. It's yeah, from yeah. the... Bi- no, it's the Source Awards. Source, source Awards. So the Source Awards, I believe, I believe the Source Awards at that time were actually in Las Vegas. But 
the kind of interaction are between, you know, yeah. they're sort of the New York rappers and LA rappers were sort of yeah, doing their thing, yeah. and then the South had something to say. Yeah. The South had something yeah. to say, and that's sort of Andre, the, Andre said it that. was supposed to split, it was sort of splitting the, the difference between the two in some ways and show, and making room for a third, mm -hmm. which I think was so important in the evolution of hip-hop culture. Yeah, that, that, like, for them to think of that moment for a TIFO, like, yo. Yeah, that's no, it was dope. Very impressive. For sure. And I mean... I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but notice, but they, they accented the T's and the H with the two trophies they won in, that we don't have right now. So, oh, yeah, that was the MLS Cup and then what, whatever one is the, the Open, Open Cup. Cup. Yeah. The two ones that we, that we don't have, so it's... Multi-layered. Damn. It's a deep one. It's a yeah. cool shot. And I mean, and, and shouts to that, man. And that straight up, dope. like, I mean, another to sort of add it on to that for all those who love football culture and are being educated on the development of the sport in this country, it's definitely predominantly been something where, you know, like, like many things, it seems like the East Coast and the West Coast are, are trying to develop players and trying to develop the sport in their own way. And then, like, lo and behold, all of a sudden, this thing in the South pops off, right? And I think that is kind of what Atlanta United did. Now we're seeing, you know, these other teams sort of be galvanized, the, the Miamis of the world, the Nashvilles of the world, like, you know, to show that, oh, wait, there's, like, this, the third coast, as they call it. Um, and, and no, I think that that was, that was definitely a dope TIFO. And, and just in general, I mean, it's like, there were, there were things about going to the, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium that, like, in my opinion, were actually a little bit of a letdown. Like, it was a little bit, and in a way, I kind of knew. It's more of like a CGI, big movie experience. Like, the stadium has the big fucking, you know. If you're into that, like, stadium shows, if you're the type of person who likes to go to a big-ass arena show to watch a huge performer, you know, there is that, and that's enjoyable. But it kind of lacked a little bit atmosphere-wise for me just because when you have that big space, and, for, for example, the game we went to, there was a lot of people out there, but it was nowhere near full. Mm -hmm. It was probably, like, a little less than half full but there was a lot of people spaced out. Maybe that's due to COVID, maybe that's due to something else, I'm not sure. But, um, and you know, you got the turf field. There's, there's issues I have as like a football lover that, you know, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is such an amazing experience. That all being said, just on a level of like supporter culture and, you know, the celebration of the city, I think that that was happening there. Mm -hmm. Even more so outside the stadium in a lot of ways than actually inside the stadium. And it's crazy. You get, I, I think it was a couple of drivers that told us that more people go to Atlanta United games than Falcons games in yeah. the city. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No way. What? Yes. Yeah. And so the impact of the sport through that venue Who and through that? all that is A couple of drivers, they mentioned, like, because they were like, oh, you guys are in town for, like, whatever reason. And we're like, oh, we're here for the game. And they're like, yeah, like, there's yeah, that. Yeah, because... Yeah. The thing is, like, I noticed, and like, a, a lot of people that are that live here aren't even Falcons fans. You got a couple people that are Bucks, Buccaneers. Yeah. Fans, all right. So this like, is the thing with Atlanta. Yeah. Is it's a lot like California, where it's yeah. just hella transplants, and all those transplants come with a, an NBA team that they follow already. They come mm -hmm. with the baseball team they follow already, even the hockey team. Yeah. But nobody followed a soccer team, like, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah we. Y'all, this league and shit has been around since 96, but no one gave a fuck about well, you yeah. guys. Hey, to, to that point, two different folks from Inglewood that I met out here, Atlanta United, you know, faithful. Uh, one is a very close friend of mine, Eric. Shout out Eric, who showed us around uh, and always shows me around Atlanta. And then the other one I just met at the tent. Mm -hmm. They're both from Inglewood. Both had opportunities and went to Galaxy games as kids, but of course, by the time they moved to Atlanta, Eric moved seven years ago, he had no loyalty to the Galaxy. He felt probably less than nothing towards the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And um, this other guy said the same thing today. He was like, yeah, I like, I went, but like, I barely remembered that, you know? So by the time Atlanta United comes along, you're right. Like, they didn't have loyalties, even though they're from another place. So perhaps, like, 
Atlanta United have actually been the great equalizer sporting wise for mm -hmm. the city and maybe exactly. even for the region just because and again they did the same thing that LAFC did yes you can you can get into the knickknacks about trophies and whatnot but like the point is they both had really strong first couple of seasons where they were playing electric electrifying football how could you not get addicted they had a supporter driven experience at the stadium like you know you're gonna have yourself we've all seen heard the comparisons before you're gonna have a lot of people who are become interested and you know the people who I talk to I always like to like pose the question to people who look like they know nothing about it and see what they have to say and everyone was like yeah the Atlanta United games are lit everyone knows that they're crazy like I asked one of the strippers at Magic City last night about Atlanta United and she was the only person who was like I don't know nothing about soccer sugar okay well they'll not everyone knows but a lot of people know I will say it, it was not lost to me that we were in a football stadium and I think that's interesting for me to think it's like my two favorite sports are soccer and basketball. Um, and I think naturally, like, this is, like, where all the younger generation are going. But this country is still NFL and college football crazy. Like, that is the purpose of sports in this country to this day. And I think it's important for us as, as footy fans who probably for all of us invest the most time into, into football to understand where that, that standing is. And, I'm like, the, you do all the time. Like, do you know what this team your local soccer team is most, you're expecting most Oh yeah, guess what, we could ask that same question in Los Angeles, if you ever have a new driver, hey, do you know what LFC is? And they probably don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah. To be honest, a lot of people would be like, is that a galaxy? Like, what is a galaxy? Right, right. People, yeah, have a lot of people, people don't give say. a shit about the Chargers, everyone knows who the fucking Chargers are, you know? Like, that's that, that's that's kind of comes part and parcel. Even, even Mercedes-Benz Stadium accidentally posted that we were playing the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, fucking Atlanta always. Atlanta was right. playing the Galaxy. And there were several Galaxy fans who I think mistakenly purchased tickets because they thought the Galaxy was For playing. sure. And I think that's why I love our stadium still, because it's like, this for is me, something for me. new. Yeah, this and, is and it's like new. a football yeah, lover, yeah. and it's it's appropriate for where we are. And I yeah, think yeah. their their situation is appropriate for where they are. Mm -hmm. And it's two different experiences. And I and I think like it could you know different people are gonna like different ones. And I just highly recommend for those who you know haven't had a chance to check it out. Check it out. It might also help you like it does for me. It helps me appreciate the bank because I haven't seen LAFC play in three months. Mm. I've been gone and I've been watching on TV. And actually, when I was watched the Austin game, I was like, oh damn, that's a stadium I'd kind of like to see mm -hmm. because that's one of those intimate, close you know, old school European style mentality. You mean the green getting, getting as close, <laughs> yeah, getting as close to the field as possible. No, just because I, I want to go see that. I want to be in those smaller, smaller rooms yeah. full of, full of, uh, cl you're closer to the action, it's a real grass field and all Even that took stuff. on a light master, those motherfuckers. <laughs> the Al Raid Derby, though, we're two and We're, we're, not, two we're not gonna be Al nothing, Raid, nothing not Al Raid. Oh. Hey, nothing, nothing good has happened. Since uh, Al left. Nothing uh, good has happened footballing-wise besides that we won twice in the Al Raid Derby. Both two to two nil. <laughs> so that he was actually at one of the last games. Yeah. Yeah, he flew in. Yeah. And he misses us. He was deep just down inside. Like, you know, so buzzing to be back. It was good to see him, man. Yeah. We miss back. you, Al. Shout, shout out to Al Raid. How are we talking about Atlanta and Southern? I feel like Al Raid has been mentioned numerous times yeah. this year in <laughs> this podcast. This I wonder if he still listens to the pod. Probably not, because he's a traitorous bastard. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when the when the we are Austin TV people were over though, uh, I tried to get them to like go interview Al Raid. I like, I bet you guys would love it if they, they probably didn't take my advice. I think it's more of a football focused pod. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, we got on. What? Um, let's. Let's talk about supporting performance today. Slim, what would you give us? Give us a, a grade from A to F. How, how we do it today? Oh. It was hot as fuck. I it was hot say. as fuck. It was the most humid we've ever been through all. It would have been a lot more hot had we been in the actual fucking sunlight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like their oh, supporters. Those fucking Atlanta supporters were in it all fucking game. That was wild. Man. I'm gonna say a B minus. B minus. Oh. That's a little generous. Josh, do you? Uh, it is a little generous. Yeah. Do you concur? 
I thought B minus was was fine. I would have given us a B. Actually, I don't know. I think there's a lot of conditions that affect, but uh, yeah, I would I would just say I'd give us a B, and it's not because of how. I, I would just say there was like you said a lot of factors that played in. I don't think we've ever that might have actually been the first time at an away game that we've been that high up too, and just like take. Well, not just that. It's just like. Just, just little, you know, yeah. like we, having the drums all the way in the yeah. front made it so that, like, the people in the back were lagging when it came to the chants. And I mean, shit. Yeah. You Shout out Slim for figuring that shit out. Come on, drummers. We should know better. <laughs> hey, I, I just got to, you know, I just look at myself. I can't be I can't be grading everybody. I, just, I give myself a C, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't have a lot of energy by Sunday. Um, I... You know, I'm jet lagged as fuck. I didn't show up. I didn't show up uh, with with all the right strength. And then on top of that, my dumbass went and bought a bunch of wings, and came back, and I couldn't finish the wings in time. So I had no choice but to sit down and try to try to eat my wings as the second half started, right when we get scored on. So you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it's not my. It's not, I'm saying it's my fault that that Joseph Martinez put one in the back of the net against us, just because I was eating the damn wings. But it kind of felt that way. Just in that moment, because you know, Josh Pipes recently told me I've got main character energy. Main character energy, and I don't know what it really means yet. I'm trying to figure it out, but yeah, I give myself a C minus. I feel because that was actually my first game in the dome. <coughs> yeah, you haven't done this for like dome. a minute. Yeah. I haven't done it since dome, so I even for me, dude. Like I think when we were doing some of these songs at like Bailey meet up with them, I was like, wait, how is this thing trying to go again? <laughs> and it sucked, bro, because I was like, fuck, I don't know what it is. And I feel like it, I shouldn't have that disconnect. But I think once I fully put myself back in, I was like, hey, this guy. Nah, it's you in a suit now, bro. I don't think so. You're in a suit, You know what? I told you. Hey, but you're the only suit who comes on the pod and gives us reviews. Yeah, we're the fucking tape reader, dog. (laughs) 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 Nah, but I've always always told myself the only time I do wear a suit is when I'm in good MR. And I will wear the And actually, that would be the dopest. I will wear the most extravagant suit that I can possibly wear. I wonder if you ever have, like, a fuck it, I'm gonna wear a ski, like, the hood suit thing. <laughs> Dude, honestly, we That's would. That's the dumbest shit. Why? What I is can't this shit? Remember, I remember, okay, this is, okay, so back in the day when I was in the club and Dummy Bunk and I put our showcase videos out, like, he was the only one who jumped with us ever. Like, yeah. even Pierce didn't jump with me. I didn't know. Ooh, you see, you hear that, Pierce? Yeah, Pierce might know about that. So, Ben jumped with me, and, and at that time, we didn't really say much. I mean, it was that long ago, so it was like, we didn't know like a city of Mead too or whatever and I was thinking to myself like man what like what is this gonna be like and I knew that there was some supporters who were just like better than the people and I was like I don't know if Ben and I are really gonna fit in and for some reason I just had this vision of him, him and I wearing suits to every game and we would just become known as like those two suit guys like yeah. and I was like oh they're alright like I, I didn't think people would love us so I didn't think they'd hate us because they were like ah you know yeah, those guys are wearing suits suit every game I wouldn't have to do that but, but I always like Long story short, I'm really happy I did that. Yeah, I'm really happy you did either. We probably yeah. wouldn't be here. We'll, we'll, we'll never be again. We'll never <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yo, it's still going to be on Subway. Just wear some suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wear some suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wear some suits. Just wear some suits. Just wear some suits. Oh, and then we can be the ones who just know. Like, I'm just going to, like, it's got to be, like, I just got to know it, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do on that. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's still a good view.
Josh is singing, but I'm hoping you guys can hear that sound of me pouring into paper cups because that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the first tea time ever with fucking tea bags because Dweez didn't bite the bullet. He didn't actually go through and do what he was going to do, which is bring my entire tea set to Atlanta, which I thought about in my cracked out, uh, you know, layover. Kaiwa, before Kaiwa, my, Kaiwa. In, I had a small layover in LA before I came to to Atlanta from Japan. I thought about bringing all this tea. Didn't end up doing it. And I was like, you know what? They're probably going to have something in the room. And you know what? They did have something in the room. Um, the only thing is, I just realized we have three cups instead of four cups, so we're going to have to fucking think about that one. But I did make tea, and it is Twinnings Earl Grey Brew 2 to 4 Minutes of London, over 300 years of excellence, even though tea bags is no, drinking a tea bag is no better than drinking the swill from a gutter. We do what we got to do. Oh, We're in Atlanta. We've been kind of living in the swill since we got here. Let's be real, y'all. Oh, we love this Atlanta soul food, but goddamn, is it clogging my arteries. You heard? But goddamn. Anyways, uh, cheers, guys. For, uh, cheers, cheers. We're going to have to have to share up the, the teas here, boys. Just drink water. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Just drink water. Sam's like a pen. Drink water. Sorry, Sam. I stole Sam's three cups, and he was the nice man to uh, let us drink tea. So good. I got my, my taco line. I don't think this is that bad. Can I, can I leave with one of the top... Oh, Atlanta gave us a top five supporter memory, which is escalator songs up to the, the top deck. We were fucking great then, and that was an incredible moment. That, that, was, true. Been, that was an A, a entrance. Yes. A entrance. We, might have, we might have given very gr various grades of Bs and Cs for the overall performance today. Entrance. Although we just saw on Twitter no, I'm, someone I'm said... Gonna, I'm going to give an A- minus for... For the homie that that decided to fucking pop off a smoke uh, in front of security. True, check. true. We, we got we, we probably just, the worst timing I've ever uh, seen in my life, bro. And you just put it. I hope the, you're listening. That he, was tough. He put it just, he just put it into the can, which was a waste, and then also like it just caused so much mayhem and it prevented a whole bunch of other people getting in on time. It just created like all this. It was a waste. Yeah, it was dumb. But yes, like the way. That our voices were echoing when we walked in. Oh, and man. It's unfair, dude. Yeah, and the escalator breaking on the way up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, like, it this was... This was actually, in terms of, a, in terms of like, an arrival type in the stadium thing, the last time I remember, like, going up and singing was Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, guys. That was great, huh? But Sam wasn't even there. But you no, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
But even Sam knows. Yeah, no, we sung the whole Slim way up. in Seattle. <coughs> and today we sung the whole way up. And yeah. it was actually kind of hilarious and dope because everyone had to squish onto this small escalator, one of which had to like eventually stop moving because I Did think... Did someone hit the emergency, emergency Is that what happened? No, I think it just... I think it just had too many people yeah. on it jumping up and down. Because that's a lot of people to have on the escalator at once. I thought it was a little bit unsafe. I was surprised that was the way we were going up. But. I think yeah, most things today were unsafe. There yeah. was a lot of unsafe shit. <laughs> yeah, it's an unsafe world, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, yeah, so that was the beginning of it. That definitely wasn't an A. Um, I think we might have lost points for homeboy that came over to our section. Oh, yeah. Red shirt boy. Someone came over to the section and there was all sorts of... So... That's on ATL security. That's on ATL security. But I just want to, I just want to give my review of the situation, which was just that I went to go get my wings. Yeah, (laughs) I saw this this, like. So basically, like our section was actually fucking packed, and there wasn't a lot of extra space in there. I mean, if we really, really jammed everyone in there, maybe we could have fit everyone in exactly in that section. But you know how it is. There's people. They got their drinks. You know, sometimes people needed a little extra space. So I ended up with some of the homies just going right on the little side there, right next to my TSG fam. So I was over there. And then, like, you know, I ran, ran off to get some wings, come back, and that whole side, because it was right next to, there was no buffer between us and Atlanta, you know, the Joe Schmo Atlanta fan up in yeah. the corner. And so there, there was definitely, like, there was all sorts of opportunities for nonsense, but because Atlanta fans, for the most part, and at least everything was fine, there was no static, I don't know, some, at some point something must have just happened and someone said the wrong thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't see what happened. I just know I came back and I had nowhere to go. Yeah, apparently, like, some fucking... Room. It wasn't even a supporter, bro. It was, nah, some, yeah, it was, it was just some redneck fan that got into, like, he, some of our, our women supporters' faces. He, he came from, like, two, three sections over to, to cause a problem. come yeah. to us. And, and there's people, he's, he's yeah. inviting people to fucking come at him. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, I don't security, know Security let him yell at multiple sections before yeah. some, well, any LFC And I, I love the fact that he thought he did something. He walks back to the section. You can clearly tell that people are telling him, you're a fucking dumbass. Like, why the fuck would you go yell at 300 fucking supporters about how fucking much their team sucks and expect nothing to happen? Yeah. Motherfucker gets booted out like a dumbass. Yeah. I was just like, dude, like, you seriously could not have expected this to go in any other type of way. Yeah, I'm just glad it didn't escalate. Like, it yeah. was it was very close. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of, that was part of the B-, minus. you know what I mean? Hey, <coughs> no punches were thrown, baby. Let's yeah. go. I feel like that's... Oh, no, no, and, no and it was dope. Like, someone came, and we thought one of the homies was about to get kicked out. He was, like, saying peace to everybody. Like, I'll catch y'all later. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. just had a stern talking to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, it, the security came, and he was just like, you just got to chill. And he was like, he came back all happy. Yeah, He's exactly, like, oh, I'm back, exactly. guys. <laughs> Oh, oh, he like brought him into the hallway to, to talk to him real quick? No, he, he like, just went into the stairs. He went halfway down and he just had a little chat and he came back. Oh, fucker, dude. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just... Do you, you know, have, do you ever get... I mean, it's, I'm not tired of it. I just... I found myself... Because I was so new to supporting culture before. And before this, like, I hadn't really gotten to many fights. But, like, now my body just naturally moves as, like, a human shield to be like, no, let's not do this, guys. I, I don't know, I'm, man. like, propelled I, to I, go, I like, get in that the adrenaline kick, dude. Like, I, I hate it because I'm not the type... I mean, I can't do it now. Not, not saying that I ever did at any point. Allegedly. Like, allegedly. Allegedly. But it's just, like, there's a part of me that, like, that old AC just kind of, like, the, yeah. the, the light goes off. But then at the same time, I'm now Yeah, it's but just you fast like, forward, like, ten years, AC, and you get, like, a little bit older. And no, you're just like, dude, I can't right even... now. No, it's true, because, I mean, I've had a conversation now where it's like, I, that shit is just fucking stupid to even try and 
Yeah. I mean, to me, my mindset more is like the big picture, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, Footy Mob just invited us into their tailgate, into their home. We're in their house. Like, one dumbass is trying to ruin it. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? And we. Yeah. Like we want to set ourselves to a higher standard, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. As as well as like yeah, that that one little incident we could have fucked someone up yeah. and then our relationship with Footy Mob it's and the dumb. other Atlanta supporters is just gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now those LAFC guys are pieces yeah. of shit. So, you know what I mean? Like we're representing something bigger. Yeah. Like but yeah, I mean I I didn't see the guy get into the girls' faces. Mm. I, I probably would have reacted the same way if he got into the faces of any any other woman. We know, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I get it, but like you know, it's just like fucking like thirty people trying to go after this one dumbass. Yeah, yeah and, 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 it's like, not and like you said, it wasn't even like a fucking support. It was just like some. Fucking yeah, it was just some redneck who fucking probably shoots around. cans in his backyard every fucking weekend. Yeah, man, it was. It was quite the scene. That's so what stupid shit. But um, yeah, man. Other than that, I mean, it was it was a great time. Other than how shitty we played and how shitty <laughs> our players' body language looked and how shitty just fucking everything's been about everything on the pitch for the last fucking minimum of six matches. But yeah, you know, like it's you take solace in the fact that like it's an away day. If it was at home and we saw that, it would be more misery. But the fact that we're away. And we're like with our fam, and we're partying and having a good time. Sure. Yeah. It it, it you know like softens the blow a bit. Yeah, it was kind of tough to walk out like upset once we kind of let it sink in. Yeah. And it was just like you're just with family after that, so. Yeah, I mean that's the beauty of of an away day, and I um I think I'm going to take this moment here to talk about you know away days as I've always understood them. Uh, you know, and I've written about them, and I've thought about them a lot, and this week and gave me the opportunity to read about an away day, uh, another away day writer, uh, who I had never really read his stuff before, um, but sadly, our good friend Julio of the Outside Hooligans was actually supposed to make it down here to Atlanta, and uh, was up in New York City, and he didn't actually make it down, uh, and he's no longer with us, um, to put it quite simply, and um, yeah, we talked to a lot of people about coming on the podcast, and Julio was probably the most talked about recording, like we talked about it a lot, we talked to him about it a lot, he talked to us about it a lot, we were going to have him on for five, ten different reasons, and um, I'm, I have to admit, I, I felt specifically because of that, like myself grasping at this chance that we could have had to, to have had that conversation that I really wanted to do and we don't get to have that conversation anymore and that's just a, a real thing um, that will never get fixed but um, because of that I look back at some of the messages he had he and I had exchanged over time and the things he wanted to do and, and, and touched and I realized I was like holy shit he's got a blog like he had a blog of writing about the away day experiences and um I just, I, I, I really have enjoyed reading them, and they're really candid, and they're really, um, they sound like him, they sound like the way <coughs> he, 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 he talked, and I didn't know a lot about Julio, I didn't know, you know, really what he did for work, I didn't know about his family, I didn't know, you know, a ton of, but we, t- we spoke about football 200 times, we spoke about podcasts 200 times, spoke about LFC all the time, just, you know, one of those people you have consistent conversations with every week, and, um, I just wanted to read a little bit of, of one of the one of the 
post that he had on there, uh, and maybe at some point I'll, I'll post some some more of this to our to our Instagram uh, FCFCs. But he he was talking about going up to Portland during the second season, and it just here's the ending here. Um, he said, overall, incredible time in Portland. It was my first taste of a huge traveling support outside of going to Carson, and it was the best time of my life. I feel like I can replay that Dolly Dolly chant in my head all the time, and just seeing everyone lose it, just to prove to everyone that we have true active support and we follow our team everywhere, it was life-changing. It felt unreal to have so many Timbers fans applaud us and give us credit and respect for what we do in the stands. This was only 1.5 seasons in. This is just the beginning, and this is the imprint that we're leaving everywhere we go. I can't wait to go to more away games. And, like, you know, Julio, he was a real one. And we didn't get to record that episode, but I just want to take a moment here on the weekend where we lost him to say that, you know, I loved every minute I got to spend with him. I feel lucky to have known him. Uh, for all the people in the North End that knew him much better than I, uh, I just want you guys to know that he always had love from our pod, and uh, you know he 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 was close to TSG. I'm sure you guys know um, those listening. And so, yeah, uh, we wish you were here with us this weekend, my brother. And um, for all the away games in the future, I think I'm going to have a hard time not thinking about um, thinking about this one. So, yeah, does anyone else? have anything to say yeah man I mean it was it was tough dude like I like you said much didn't really know too much about his his family or much outside of LAFC and in a lot of ways it's kind of something you look back on and you kind of wish you had more of those conversations (coughs) excuse me and um, I just think about every conversation that we had from the first moment we met at the Korean collection drop at then Beer Belly in, in Koreatown. And from the very moment that we met, he was super supportive. He's a great guy. And I think that's something that I, I mentioned to a couple of people in regards to hearing all the news was like, he was one of the people that I knew that just gave everybody their flowers still while they were while they were here. And it's it's a rare thing for people to go up to you and really show that type of support and love um, and, and really care about it, you know, and when it comes from a genuine place. And I think, uh, you know, every match, uh, you know, now with free play not really being around and, you know, everybody's hanging around the back. He was always one of the first guys I'd run into every single match. And... Every time it was a great conversation about the match or just about anything creative, about just, you know, things that we both saw that we liked or, you know, it, it could have been anything. And his level of attention and care into every conversation that we had was something I'll never forget. And the multiple messages that we've exchanged, you know, I, I, it was tough kind of like going back and reading it because, you know, we were... Like, I looked at that message and it said seen, and, and I think that was probably the part where it hit me the most because it's like, I don't, I, I'm never getting this again. I won't see him outside of the game again. We won't have this conversation again. But I will never forget the kind of person he was and what he meant to not only myself, but to, you know, everybody, everybody else that knew him. And I, I will share a funny memory with him that I will personally always carry with me. And it's still something that, you know, I want to, in some way, shape, or form, still make happen. And 
he messaged me for um, the Austin match, the, our, our first home, our home opener, and he sent me the the match day poster, and he's like, "I'll take an XL." And I was like, "Dude, I wish." And he sends me the message that says, "I hope someone bootlegs this, sells it on the freeway, and I'll cop it and I'll Venmo you forty dollars." <laughs> and I was just like, "Dude, I'd be so honored." <coughs> that was probably one of the messages that made me laugh the most from him and I remember seeing him that game and we had just a crazy conversation about that and I'm gonna miss him man I know a lot of us are gonna miss him and at the end of the day you know I, I think even today when I heard that you know there's El Cielo haciendo un carnaval I don't think I've I've ever had someone this close to me that I've I've known really past like that so it, it just there's so much to still process and I think we're all still kind of in that state of shock but I just want him to know and everyone to know like we loved him and we're not going to stop loving him and we're going to keep it keep you know his memory alive as long as we're still here and he I hope that people can take that from him and and, and continue to to give people their flowers while they're here because I, I can't even stress it enough that you just life is crazy man and we don't know when someone's gone and you know just just give your loved ones that that extra tight hug man because you, you just never know <laughs> nah Julio was the homie man a uh, guy with a lot of interests I mean I guess if you've heard or seen any of the posts you probably realize he was a great conversationalist um talk to you about sneakers, weed, the podcast, football, um, but always just genuine, happy, loving, and uh, yeah, we appreciate him, and we'll miss him, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I think, uh, I was I was hanging out with Izzy and Luis, who my heart breaks for them even more because they 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 count Julio as one of like their closest homies in this LFC universe. And uh, I was you know lucky enough to tag along with a couple of their crazy adventures, ending up at Taco Bell, <laughs> bar floors, and Taco Bell, and like a Tuesday night, I called in sick for for work the next day because I couldn't hang. <laughs> uh, but. Um, I think having to react to this while we're not in LA is really bizarre. And um, I think Iz Izzy and Luis and I were talking about, for them it just it punches them in the face in waves. But like the waves of, of being out here in a hotel room versus like at home where they can properly process or even go to the places where they went with Julio is, is really bizarre. Um, I think what will kill me was that uh, Izzy, Izzy, Izzy was saying that uh, the saddest thing is like he's not home and he was alone and um, it's a weird I, like like I don't have the like the, the the privilege of being like from LA but I consider it an adopted home and I think just the idea of like he needs to be back in LA where he's from 
was like it fucking cracked me on the skull man and I was just like yeah um that's uh he was he was such fucking he was just into what you were into and naturally into that shit and uh yeah man it's fuck I I, should, I thought I'd be better at this after seeing it so many different times more recently and it's just like it gets weirder and it gets fucked up and uh, we just we're just gonna miss him, man. He was one of the one of the TSG guys who, who was not a TSG guy, but who would rock with us so hard. <laughs> would rock our scarves before I really knew him. He'd rock our scarves everywhere. I'm like, what is this guy, man? He's, he's rocking us too hard for us not to for him to be involved with us. But um, uh, we we love him. We love him. We we will do whatever it takes for his family to to find some peace, Absolutely. and uh, we'll come around and rally as as we always have. But. Um, yeah, we'll process. We'll continue to process when we get home. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To add to that, man, it's just like. I think he. It just goes to show how many people he really had that effect on. Man, he was just a great guy. Yeah. And we're gonna miss him. A lot, man. The fucking could you fuck? It's fucking uh. The Julio uniform to match day into life is a very unique one that we will be missing. Like fucking big ass beard, LA cap all the way down low, and then dark glasses and wear it all black in a in a hoodie in fucking ninety degree weather. Like this guy was fucking. <laughs> and then outrageous Nikes. And outrageous yeah. Nikes, and he has fucking these blacked out shades on. It's I remember the the last match uh, I saw him for was probably the Dallas match. He comes up to me with the with the TSG scarf like over his hoodie, like, <laughs> draping down, and he's just like, "Yo, I saw Peter," and I was just like, "Where your man's at?" <laughs> and she's just like, "He's up there," and he's just like, "I fuck with that, hell yeah!" And he just he, he just told me that in such a, a a great dialogue, and it was such a short encounter, and he just gave me the biggest hug and. I just, man, I wish I could have just given him a tighter one, man. He tried to tell me my beard was good the last time I saw him. <laughs> he, 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 was like, he was like, Dweez. I was like, what up? And he's just like, bro, your beard is getting insane. Or I, was like, I was like, you can't talk about my beard when you have your beard. Like, your beard is the legendary beard of the North End. And he was like, nah, man, yours is so thick, though. Mine's too thin. And I was like, I don't know about all that. And I went to Japan, like, the next day, and I don't know. He sent me messages about living vicariously out there, and I don't know. It's like Josh said. I thought I've dealt with a lot of death in my life. I thought I'd get better at it too, but it's always hard in its own way. And I hope all those grieving him, like I said, those who especially you know those who knew him really well, uh, that you you know you find some some peace in your grieving, and you feel all the feelings because they belong. So. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I guess this has been another episode of the CFC Pod. Tell the people you love that you love them. Yeah. Bye. 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 <sighs> FCFC. FC, FC, FC.